I want to wish you a wonderful week this week and um, welcome you in our service. Praise God, they're growing. God is moving mightily. We get these letters and it's exciting what God is doing, but we're not moving there. <laughs> so my desire also is to have a church in Maui also. <laughs> when Pastor and I were at Raymond, you know, most of you don't know this, we were going to go to Hawaii and um, God said no. He sent us here. Praise God. So I try to go there anytime I can, but I do believe that God has some bigger and better things going on here, and I thank God for the church in Oregon and the church in Santa Maria. And for all those that are on vacation, if they're listening this week, you guys have a good time. That's all I can say, because when I take mine in September, I'm going to have a good time. <laughs> Praise God. Okay, we have the calendar, and uh, today is... With the nugget. God's power wow. is tied. God's power is tied to God's purposes, or purpose. So... Praise you, Jesus. So you want God's power? Find out what purpose you have in your, li your life and move with it. All right. So we'll open in prayer on the, for this portion of our service. Father, we're praising you. We just give you thanks. We're asking, Father God, that your Holy Spirit, who resides within each believer, Father God, rises up big. Give us greater revelation, Father God, that, than that which is being spoken. We praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, if you'll turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 3. And we'll look at verse 16 again. We've been looking at this verse for a few weeks now. All Scripture, that's 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Glory to God. Uh, this is the theme scripture that we have been using uh, to look at all the books of the Bible. Amen. Uh, by inspiration, God chose men to write that which he desired us to know. The laws, the doctrines, uh, the revelations, and the history. Um, the Bible, or Scripture, is written uh, is the written word of God for man. They reveal God's abounding love and his expansive plan for making uh, salvation for us. Okay. Amen. Uh, we said there are two main divisions of the Bible. First, the Old Testament, which contains 39 books, which we have looked at. The second, there, uh, the second is the New Testament, which consists of 27 books, okay? Each testament is divided into five major divisions. For the past few weeks, we have explored the Old Testament. The five main divisions were, first, the Book of Moses, or the Torah. It's from Genesis through Deuteronomy. The second uh, set of books is the 12 historical books. Those are from Joshua to Esther. Then there were, number three is the uh, five poetic books from Job to Song of, Song of Solomon. Uh, then the fourth, the five books of the major prophets is from Isaiah to Daniel. And the 12 books of the minor prophets are Hosea and Micah, through Micah, or Malachi, pardon me. Um, just because they're minor prophets, it doesn't mean they have something small, but their, their books were a lot shorter. Okay, so today we're going to look at the New Testament with its 27 books. Like the Old Testament, New Testament is divided into five major divisions. Division one are the four Gospels, Matthew through John, 
Second division is a historical book, the book of Acts. Third is the 14 Pauline epistles, which run from Romans to Hebrews. And then we have seven, number four is seven general epistles from James to Jude. And then one prophetic book, which is the book of, the last book in the Bible. Well, I'm glad everyone knew that one. So we live in exciting times. Amen. The word of God is being revealed and coming to pass in our own lifetime. Glory to God. The pages of the Bible are being written on the pages of today's news. So we need to rejoice, stand strong in faith, for our redemption draweth nigh. He says, Amen. when you see these signs, get ready, get ready. So you better be all polished up and ready to go. Don't, don't have any uh, dross on you because uh, it's not going to make it up there. It'll hold you down. Okay. Uh, we're going to look at the Gospels, the four Gospels. Um, the Gospels were written after 400 years of silence between the book of Malachi and then Matthew. Uh, the good news of the Gospels were presented, established, and recorded. Four Gospels showed Jesus in a different light. So that's why when you read the four Gospels, even though they're all speaking of Jesus' life, you'll see him in a different uh, pattern as God would want us to see. In the book of Matthew, the purpose of uh, the Gospel of Matthew is to present Jesus as the fulfiller of the promise made to Israel. Amen. The king, or having a king. We have his lineage recorded from Matthew, uh, from Abraham to David, and you'll find that in Matthew chapter 1. Uh, this sets forth his claim as king. He shall reign, glory to God, hallowed, and his kingdom shall not fail. Thank God. Both, Mar uh, both Joseph and Mary were of the house of David. The gospel of Matthew foreshadows the king. The line of the tribe of Judah. Hallelujah. The events in his ministry are recorded and emphasized uh, with, uh, with, uh, that are emphasized. Some of the things in this gospel are, is not shown in the other gospels, like the Sermon on the Mount. You don't read that in the other gospel. Okay? So we go to the book of Mark. We're moving along quickly, aren't we? We'll be out of here quick. <laughs> This is the second gospel. The Holy Spirit portrays Jesus as a servant of God. So the first one was uh, promised to Israel as a king. And now we're going to look uh, a servant. Um, a servant, uh, he, he's pictured as, as an ox that's uh, in service. In the book of uh, Mark, there's no genealogy. Uh, for in a servant, men seek character, not pedigree. Okay? There's no miraculous birth reference or childhood. In Gethsemane, there's no, no mention of 12 legions of angels to help him out. At the cross, there's no promise of a kingdom to the dying thief. And prior to his ascension, there's no statement as to... His having all power in heaven and earth. Is that something? And the disciples in this gospel never called Jesus Lord. Wow, that's something else. It's amazing. So you're seeing difference? As a king, we saw all these things. And now as a, as a servant in, in Mark, there's a difference. Okay, now the book of Luke. Glory to God, hallelujah. This is the third gospel of, uh, of the Holy Spirit that invites us to behold the man. God delights are with the sons of men. Therefore, he became a man so that man can learn all of God from the man, Jesus Christ. His name is the name which speaks of deliverance to a lost world. He was born under the law to fulfill the law. So let's go to, let's look at that one since uh, I haven't looked at anything really. Let's go to the book of uh, Galatians. Last time I saw it, it was in here. Okay, Galatians chapter 4. <laughs> I 
Look at verse 4 from the Amplified. But when the proper time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born subject to the regulations of the law. So uh, Jesus down. would fulfill... You have something go there? down more. To purchase the freedom okay. of, of, to ransom, to redeem, and to atone for those who were subject to the law, that he might be adopted and have sonship conferred upon us and be recognized as God's sons. Hallelujah. So in the book of Luke, we behold a man. Uh, he's especially uh, presented as a friend. We just got through re uh, singing that song, a friend. A friend to the publicans and sinners. Glory to God. Uh, the savior of Zacchaeus and the penitive uh, thief, the narrator of the good Samaritan and the prodigal son. He is called the second Adam. He is, he is dependent upon God in prayer and offers uh, him praise. Uh, his first words were recorded in, in the book of Luke here. I must be about my father's business. That's Luke 3.49. And of course, in Luke 4:18, Dan so eloquently put it forth, "The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Here's the man. This is the Spirit coming upon him. He's a what is, what is he presented in this gospel as man, stating that we, as born again men and women, have the same spirit upon us, and we can do the same thing. Jesus said, "Greater things will ye do." when I go. And he has gone to heaven and he's preparing a place for us. Glory to God. And my mansion is about done. Or it's all done and we're just ready for the last one to be finished and we'll all get up there. Hallelujah. Who's, who's got the best looking mansion? <laughs> a couple hands went up. Huh? Okay. Can I share something? Glory to God. Honey. Your heart's desire. What you think? Can I share whenever you're done? Go, go for it. You know, what Dan shared is true, and I don't know if you've all been feeling that. The Spirit of God in this hour is so present and so heavy for those. Not, I'm not talking heavy, heavy. I'm talking a, when the Spirit of God comes in, sometimes there's a heaviness. It's a good heaviness, but there's a powerful. It's like when the shadow healed people. There's a presence, and he is pouring out his spirit more and more in this hour. You know, I, I can't explain it, but sometimes we're just sitting at home, and the Spirit of God will just come into our home. The power of God and the anointing of God will just come in, and you'll just want to just, just absorb. I can't explain this, but absorb and be in that presence continually just continually, and, and I believe in this hour, the more we allow the Holy Spirit and His Word, and we pray in tongues and we pray, the more of His presence you will have upon you. Now, I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna be honest with you. There are people that aren't going to like you because of that, because you will put them under conviction. They're strange. It, I, I mean, you, you know, they'll come to you for a, a question to be answered and you give it to them in the word. They don't want to hear it. And so this, you can't allow that to, to affect you because God is looking for people that will go forth in the power and might of the Holy Spirit and just be as, as, as his vessel here on the earth. And there are many people out there that are, that are falling away from God in this hour that need the answer. Or there are those that are unsaved right now that they are looking for it, the presence of God. That's what they're desiring. They are desiring the mighty outpouring of the Spirit and the presence of God. And we are preparing ourselves and making ourselves available to His presence, this church, for His presence, so people can come and receive what they need to receive. Praise God. So don't be, just, just don't be surprised. Like, 
There was a person recently that, that just came in, she should go somewhere else. She needed help in the spirit realm. Don't be surprised. I've shared with you about our house cleaners that it happened again this week. Presence of God, they're Christians and they walk in, he and she are a team and they have someone that cleans with them. And he feels the presence of God in there. They're Hispanic and he feels that presence in there. And he wants to start asking me questions about God. And this week he had sinned and he just started weeping in front of me. And I said, you know, don't repent to me. Talk to God. And that's what God is looking for. Those that, that are prepared to minister to whatever need comes, comes by you, comes near you, comes to you. Because that presence is in you to minister to others, as, as Dan so greatly put it this morning. I just had to weep up here because his presence was so strong up here this morning. Usually, It always is. We just need to step into it. Hallelujah. Thank you. I wanted to share that. Luke is probably my favorite book um, because he does talk about the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Okay, once more time. The presence of God upon a man brings forth the anointing yes. to break the power of darkness and set those free. So we need to be a blessing to those. Hallelujah. It means you have to get into God's Word. You need to, you need to let the Holy Spirit work through you that you can be that individual that's going to pe help people set them free. Amen? Okay, in the fourth book, the fourth gospel, the Holy Spirit uh, purpose in this book of John is to present the, Jesus as God. Very, at the very beginning of the book, John 1, 1 and, and through 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So there we see, speaking of Jesus, uh, uh, words and terms and incidences reveal his attributes as God are particular in this book. In the former books, the Lord is presented as praying to the Father. In the, this gospel, he is speaking to the Father. You see the difference? In this gospel, he lays down his life. No one takes it from him. That's in John chapter 10, verses 17 through 18. In the other gospels, miracles are called power and wonders. Here in John, it's called signs. It is a book that contrasts light and darkness, truth and falsehood, good and evil, life and death, God and Satan. So, that is the different aspects that we saw in the Gospels. Here too we find the grace of God, uh, God's love displayed towards his creation. Look at John, let's go, since we are in the book of John. Let's go to the book of John chapter 5. Glory. Verse 9, that's chapter 5 of John, verse 9. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and he walked. And in the same day, on the same day, it was the Sabbath. Okay. The <laughs> Sabbath was given to, uh, was a token, or not a token, pardon me, was a covenant between uh, God and Israel. It was a day of rest. One of relief and one of joy. But man's disobedience and sin destroyed that covenant relationship. The Sabbath is closed on this first creation. Speaking of Adam. The Christian rest is not 
in the first creation, but on the second. It is therefore observed on the first day of the week, which is Sunday. You ever wonder why we have it on Sunday instead of Saturday? <laughs> it's because it's God's redemption rest. This is a day that God rested after redemption. There would be no more sacrifices. This is God's redemption. This is why we celebrate um, church on Sunday. Can I share something on this? Go ahead. Whenever? If we can go to verse 5 in chapter 5, this is this always amazing. Well, if we go to 4, actually 3, in, in these lay a great number of sick folk. You know, here was this pool called Bethesda. And some blind, some crippled, some paralyzed, shriveled up, waiting for the bubble up of the water. Now, can you imagine? This is what they thought was their only hope. So they waited. They waited there. For an angel of the Lord went down at an appointed season in the pool and moved and stirred up the water. Whoever then first after the stirring up of the water, stepped in and was cured of whatever disease with which he was afflicted. There was a certain man there who had suffered with a deep-seated and lingering disorder for 38 years. When Jesus noticed him lying there helpless, knowing that he had already been a long time in that condition, he said to him, Do you want to become well? Are you already, are you really in earnest about getting well? The invalid answered, Sir, I have nobody when the water is moving to put me into the pool. But while I am trying to come into it myself, somebody else steps down ahead of me. Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your bed, sleeping pad, and walk. Instantly the man became well and recovering his strength and picked up his bed and walked. But that happened on the Sabbath. Every one of those people there could have reached out. Because it said he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed. But I wonder how many religious folks were there and the Sabbath bothered them. Let's just kind of think about this, okay? So go ahead. I, I look at these things and I think, 38 years, we can't stand one week, you know. And Jesus asked him, are you really wanting to be well? And yet, he was, he was the Word, and the Word was made flesh, and the Word dwelt among us. Hallelujah. The Word dwells in us. Glory to God. Go ahead, sweetheart. Well, since you're putting it that way, you can also put in line Psalms 107, verse 20. He sent his word and delivered us from all destruction. Glory to God. Okay. In the same chapter, chapter 5, looking at verse 24, he announces that he gives eternal life to whoever believes on him as sent by God and that, eternal, that their eternal destination of all men will be decided by him. So that if they would not receive him as a life giver, they would be rejected by him. That is verse um, 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come unto condemnation, but is passed from death to life. And in verse 29, and it shall come, and, and it shall come forth that they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. So, wow. We're finding out a few things that Jesus is the judge. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You want to be on the good side of the judge. Amen. Um, I want us to uh, move forward into John chapter 16 at this point. Well, we're turning there, you know. One of the... Every day you can receive healing, but 
when you walk in this when this is this house this house has been set aside for anything you need that's what God told us when we came here this house, this church will be a hospital and everything they, anything they need they will receive it you need to keep that in your in your mind there's nothing nothing that God will not give you according to his word nothing and so you need to really keep and when you meet together the power that comes when there when two or three are gathered in my name you know I, I have a, a friend who they're going through a real crisis and I sent him a text one day and I said you know I know the enemy is really harassing you but re think of this one can put a thousand like two can put ten thousand and you have all these people praying for this situation what do you think is going on out there in the spirit realm John is the book that said the thief cometh not but to kill steal and to destroy but Jesus said I come to give life and life more abundantly John 10:10. 10, 10. I've come to give life and life in the abundance the abundant life praise God John 16 13 John 16, chapter 16, looking at verse 13 through 15. Howbeit, he, the Spirit of truth, this is from the King James, is come, he will guide you, guide you into all truth. He shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, he shall speak, and he will show you things to come, and he shall glorify me, and he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. And all things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore I said I, that he shall take a mine and show it unto you. So we see God's operation here. If you wanna, uh, this is interesting. <laughs> I found this to be interesting. This is God's operation. The Holy Spirit looks for pupils to teach. So we need to be open to the Holy Spirit. Amen? Okay, on that same chapter, let's go to verse 23. And in that day you shall ask me nothing, very, very, and say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. So, the Father seeks worship. You'll look through, through, through this book of John, you find that the Father seeks worship. Amen? So the Holy Spirit is seeking pupils to teach. The Father is looking for worshipers. And what does the Son <laughs> seek? Well, it's not found in, in, in technically in this book. Let's, so let's back up to the book of Luke. Yep. And go to Luke chapter 19. I find, found this to be interesting. This is what the, uh, uh, Jesus seeks. Luke chapter 19, verse 10. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which is lost. Glory to God. So Jesus is looking for sinners. That's right. So guess what? You've been commissioned to go fishing for sinners. Need to share the good news with sinners. Yeah. Hallelujah. Glory. So when you when you going after soul winning, ask the Father for those that that want or that are hungering and thirsting for for righteousness, for truth, that they would see that Jesus is the way for them to worship. And that the Holy Spirit would open their eyes and that they would be good pupils. Not eyes, but <laughs> good students of the word from there on. Okay. And then he's already proclaimed that. That's possible for you. That's what the Holy Spirit's job is. But we have to be we have to be willing out there with the word and the word and the spirit and receive 
But then receiving is enough that we have to go do. A lot of, a lot of fat receiving Christians out there that don't go out and do anything. I hate to say that. You're not, you're not, you know, people aren't just sent to sit there. It excites me when I get, um, because a lot of the ones in the church in Oregon are flight attendants. They're getting hold of this word, and they're, go they're going out and spreading it across the flight attendants and causing them to become hungry. I mean, I'm going to tell you, if you're up in the air in an airplane nowadays, you better have a flight attendant and a pilot that is a praying person. Amen? Hallelujah. No, correct that. Because you got a lot of people that pray. You want a believer up well, there. Well, that's what I'm, what I'm saying. But, but they're taking, they're getting, am I correct, Terry? You just visited up there. They're taking the word, and am I right? And they are hungry for that word, and they're going out and passing it around. Think sure. what's going up on going on going around. Oh, I'm gonna just in Alaska Airlines right now. Fly Alaska if you can. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. At least I know that there's word of faith people getting the word and praying over their planes. Hallelujah. Not that others don't have it, but praise God. Okay. The next book we'll be looking at is called the history, uh, history book. It's the book of Acts. In four go. Gospels, Jesus the Messiah was presented to, by God to Israel. Here in Acts, he is presented to them by the Holy Spirit as the glory of his, in, of his resurrection. Israel rejects both presentations, unfortunately. The establishment of the kingdom of God was promised to Israel, and this has been delayed because we are now in the time of the Gentiles. We spoke about that last, last time around. The gospel of the kingdom is predominant in this book. Amen. The acts of the apostles tell how the early followers spread the gospel far beyond the confines of the Jewish life to a whole world, Acts 1 and 8. And you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses to me both in Jerusalem, that's locally, and in Judea, that's the surrounding towns, and Samaria, which is the world, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. So glory to God. We're not only supposed to do it here in Santa Maria or wherever you live, but you need to expand it. Now, our world has expanded quite a bit. I mean, you can hop in your car and be miles and miles from your home location and still speak the word. We're not restricted yet in our country. Unfortunately for the military, they are restricted. But right now, we're not restricted. So go out there and share the good news of the gospel. Uh, the Lord never intended the message of Jesus to be bottled up. Okay, that's why they went throughout all the world. The coming of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost filled every believer gathered there together. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So we need to, hey, we're all gathered here. We're, the day of Pentecost has come, and each and every one of us is need to fire away. Glory to God. Can I share something? Have a little fire. One, Zeal. Go for it. Go. You have to know, remember that they prayed and they got in one accord. Couldn't, he couldn't come until they were in one accord. One, I mean, you pray long enough, you're going to get one accord together. <laughs> if you're really seeking, you're going to get in one accord. And they believed what he said. So they were up there. You know, you didn't want to... I believe it became so powerful it got to the point where you didn't even want to get up and go out to go to the bathroom. Because there, I believe that the, the fervency became so strong that you knew something was about ready to happen. How many have ever been in a meeting like you just know there is something about ready to happen and 
no matter how bad you have to go, you're going to sit there and you're going to wait for it. I've shared with the time in that um, Vicki Jameson meeting that she told him it was lunch. It was the lunch hour and they were all hungry. And she said, I'm going to tell you, if you will stay in this room, God is going to do something miraculous. And I, I can't remember, I think there was eight or ten of us that stayed and the whole place was packed. The rest of them went to lunch. But God moved all right. The angel of the Lord showed up. He was big and we all saw him and the power of God came in that room. And before lunch hour was over, every woman in that Women of the Word conference had heard about it. They hadn't stayed. But they'd heard about it. They were hungry. Remember? That's why they left. I need to be hungry for the Spirit. <laughs> I grabbed the person that was with me and said, sit down here. We're not leaving. Don't leave. Praise God. Also, in Acts, we find the first martyr for the Lord Jesus Christ, who's, who's Stephen. Uh, Acts chapter 7, verse 58 through 60. And as they stoned Stephen... He calling, he calling upon the Lord, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Verse 60, and he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Since then, there, are many, there have been many martyrs. There have been many martyrs today, especially in uh, the Muslim countries where Christians are being they are being uh, crucified or beheaded. And guess what? There are many cities and states in our country which are taking up the Muslim laws. State of Florida, for instance. Uh, a case came up and they said we will use Sharia law here, not American law. That's bad. And many cities uh, that are having uh, large population of Muslims are getting their way. Of course, we, well, you've heard or read about the British soldier in London that was beheaded. His heart was cut out right on a Main Street, nobody stopped him. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? They're telling the British soldiers when they come home, do not wear your uniform. You know, that, a lot of people, that, that scares them to hear that. But if you're ready to meet Jesus, you're ready to meet him. I mean, anybody could go at any time. Are you ready to meet him? Just, it's, you know, I know this is going out over the airways, but are you ready? If you're not, I would suggest you get ready really quick. Amen. Amen. And of course, uh, there's a, we find a very important that we need to search the scriptures daily to see those things be so. That's Acts chapter, anybody? 17 <laughs> what? What verse? 11. Thank you. We need that. That needs to be a sounding cry for Christians. When you hear something, check it out. There's Christians today that are believing in Krishlam. Oh, no. Hey, it doesn't work that way. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father but by me. You can't mix the two religions. And many Christians are being duped because they don't search the scriptures. If you think you can mix Muslim... Muslim faith and Christianity, it doesn't work. It they know it's not they don't. Work. They don't like you. Because if you don't change, just like the, those Christians that have been martyred, they will make you change. Okay. Um, this is a must for believers, uh, Acts chapter 17, 11. 
especially for the time and the days that we live in. It is crucial to have knowledge of the living word, thereby we will not be deceived and fall into error and lose established blessings. Many Christians are losing their blessings. Well, tongues are for another time, so they lost that blessing of speaking to God in an unknown tongue to get revelation knowledge. Can I share something? She's going to share. You know, we were watching Ronnie Howard Brown the other night. He's doing a camp meeting down in um, Lakeland, Florida. Lakeland, Florida, and it was really powerful. And and uh, he was talking about the churches. I hate to say this. There's some churches of the school we graduated in that believe this way. They don't want the Holy Spirit moving in the in in the services. You might offend somebody. But you have a special day. You can come on. Yeah, maybe they'll have a service where they'll have a Holy Spirit service, maybe. Special Holy Not on Sunday morning, ever. I was, I was there. I heard it said at a, at a retreat. We went, a Rhema retreat. Oh, boy, there you did it. Roll it. No. We went to, never mind. He said, don't. The guy stood up. He started preaching on it. I got so, he knew it. I was ready to stand up. He knew it. I was ready to stand up and say, stop it now. But I walked out three times, I believe. And then I went to our directors and talked to them. When that's preached, you don't allow the whole, you want your church to grow, but you don't want the Holy Ghost to move in there. And so you do everything you can to keep the spirit out of there. What are you going to get in there? Everything in anybody that doesn't want God. You're going to get everything that we don't want. So You'll get everything that God doesn't want. That's right. They didn't, they, didn't, they didn't like Jesus either. But that so disturbed me. I couldn't believe it. But that, you know, instead now in some churches of having, I'll go ahead and say it. Oh, he can be free from it. Instead of having coffee outside where you can, don't have to win the service, they are serving liquor What's going to be next? Don't you think of it. What's going to be next? So we need to really guard and protect ourselves now and allow the Spirit of God to move mightily in what we believe and preach it. Preach it like it is. It says, I'm going to read the love room, okay? These were normal, more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. Whether those things were so. There's not a lot of scripture searching going on right now in seeker-friendly churches, I'll tell you right now. I hate to say it, there isn't. So... Be grateful, because it's going to be the Word and the Spirit that are going to get you through. Hallelujah. Thank you, dear. Okay, that's the history of the church, which is still being written, by the way. And now we go to the 14 Pauline epistles, which begins with the book of Romans. You want to tell you a Pauline joke? A Pauline joke? <laughs> Oh, someone asked one time, who is Pauline? <laughs> Praise God. Well, if you, if you, you know, if, you, if you're a brand new believer and you don't know and pastor gets up here and says the Pauline epistles, then you're looking for Pauline and where, where is she? Amen. I would have been the, hey, that would have been me. So it's Paul's epistles. Amen. Okay. The first one is the book of Romans. Uh, Romans begins with the Apostle Paul's letters to the seven churches. In Rome, uh, in Rome, Paul develops. In Romans, Paul develops the theme that all people, whether Jewish or Gentiles, are sinners and therefore are in need of God's salvation. Paul explains what the new life in Christ entails. So this is what you know, we're just giving you a synopsis. The believer is liberated by the Spirit of God. 
and how God justifies the believer. The believer is to live by faith, Romans chapter 1, verse 17. We have been made more than conquerors, Romans 8 and 37. That sin shall have no dominion over you. We are no longer under law, but under grace. That's Romans chapter 6 and verse 14. These things, you know, when you find out that sin doesn't have any, any dominion over we, we that's a time of re to rejoice. Yeah. Kick the devil in teeth. I don't do those things anymore. Right. Get out of here. Amen. Amen. The blessings of God have overtaken us. We must be established and adopted and be, be established as the adopted child of God, walking in the full maturity as a believer. We cannot remain babes. Because you can have, if you have a baby, you can do anything to it. It might scream and holler, but they, they have no power to do anything. Hello. So, you need to grow. So when someone tries to drag you off into some <laughs> crazy surroundings or do crazy things that, are, that you know the Word of God says no, you'll walk away from them or tell them, hey, this is not a godly thing. You know, change their mind or walk away. Hello. Okay, that's Romans. Do you have anything else on Romans you want to share? Okay, then we go to the book of 1 Corinthians. Uh, Corinth was one of the largest cities in the Roman Empire. It was full of sin. It was one of the most wicked cities of the ancient times. Uh, yeah. Immorality and heathen customs abounded. Paul established a congregation, but within three years, it was in division. Sexual sins, lawsuits between members, disorderly conduct and worship, heresies about the life, about afterlife, and many other practical problems. Paul retells, retells the truth on the resurrection, gives a discourse on love. That's where you get chapter what? 13, okay? Uh, Paul planned to return, uh, uh, return following the winter uh, in Corinth. Uh, that's First First uh, Corinthians sixteen, five through eight. But he never did get back there. Okay, so we'll go to Second Corinthians. See what happened there. Oh, you want to share now on First Corinthians? A little. Okay, First Corinthians. She's going. Kind of church that one minute. One minute they were moving with God, and the next minute they were doing some fleshly, wild thing. And you see people like that, but they're in and out. You know, and these, I, ugh, I can't even imagine pastoring this group. <laughs> but like you said, he gets to the, the love chapter. I don't know if it's at first or second Corinthians where he had to tell. Is, it, is that where he had to tell him what to do with the guy that was sleeping with his father's wife? Um, they had all just the stuff that he had to, I mean, deal with constantly. He wasn't even there. I mean, think of it. The burden that this, this man had on him being in jail most of the time being overseer of churches, hearing what's going on there, I can't imagine it. But he had, he had the boldness to say, follow me as I follow Christ. As he worked his way, he, he had to get before God. Continue, like he said, I pray in tongues more than you all. And yet people want to take tongues out of the church? If you want the boldness and the fire and the power of God and hear from God, you, you, we didn't need to be praying in tongues more than you all. <laughs> I need to be praying in tongues more than you. You need to be praying. In, I mean, we need to really be praying in the Holy Ghost. If you lose your prayer life, you are going to be oppressed, depressed, harassed. It's going to affect you mentally. I'll tell you right, in your soul, your mind, will, emotions, and intellect. If you stop praying in the Holy Ghost, you will start having problems up here. I'm being honest. 
And that's, that's why there are so many people on so many drugs today for Christians for their, for whatever, anxiety, whatever, because they're not praying in the Holy Ghost. Or they don't have an intimate relationship with God at all. And not in the Word. Some people have a lot of Word in them, but they're not praying. You have to be, you have got to be level on this area. You got to have the Word and you got to have prayer. You have to. You cannot become imbalanced, overbalanced this way or this way. You have to be leveled out. Hallelujah. Okay, in 2 Corinthians, Paul is being attacked and felt forced to justify his authority against false legalistic teachers who had meddled in his work. The second letter keynote is reproof because of departure from the moral teachings of the epistle to the Romans. To those who are faithful to the truth, he addresses words of deepest affection. We must be loyal to Christ, not to human personalities. Trouble always arises when we put man's doctrines and philosophies ahead of God's word. That's what was taking place uh, in the Corinthian church. So we move to from Corinthians, after Corinthians, we find the book of who? Galatians. <laughs> then it really gets good. Who comes after Corinthians? Galatians. Thank you. Somebody got it. Oh. Galatians. The evil in Galatia was doctrinal. In, in chapter 3, verse 1, he says, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you, that you, shall, you should not obey the truth. This epistle restates the foundational doctrine of justification by faith. This is what uh, we're looking at the, the Bible, you could say, right now, just finding out foundational principles. We're hitting some of these things. I, 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 we'll, we'll can I, go, different levels. I want to read this a minute in the Amplified, okay? Because okay? this is fire. exactly what's happening to people. Okay, Galatians 3 1 in the Amplified. Oh, you poor and silly and thoughtless, unflinching and senseless Galatians, who has fascinated and bewitched or cast a spell over you, or unto whom, right before your very eyes, Jesus Christ the Messiah was openly and graphically set forth and portrayed as crucified. Let me ask you this one question Did you receive the Holy Spirit? Then he goes on. He says, who has fascinated or bewitched or cast a spell over you? That's exactly what's going on in the body of Christ today. They call it bipolar. There's different names they try to put on it, you know. No, it's lack of word and prayer. I'm going to get letters. Good ones, good ones. Good letters. I mean, you go from Corinthians to Galatians. I mean, you think about Paul. Bless, bless his heart. I'm sure there were times when he was saying, God, I am ready for you to take me home. Now, how many of you have ever felt that recently? Now, today would be a really good day. For the rapture to take place. Amen. <laughs> Goodbye, true world. Goodbye. <laughs> Dan needs to sing that again. We'll, we'll pull it out. <laughs> if I ever go home to be, for, be to be with the Lord before He comes back, I want that. I want Dan to sing that at my funeral. <laughs> goodbye, true world. Goodbye. <laughs> Don't weep for me when I die. I don't plan on going, but I mean, glory, hallelujah. And if you can't pray me back in one hour, then don't even try. Just know that I said goodbye, goodbye, <laughs> hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Okay, we're going, we're going back to Galatians. We can find that the Galatians were Celtics. <laughs> Uh, they uh, eagerly accepted false teaching. <laughs> well, I wonder why. <laughs> on different ceremonial uh, things for salvation. 
Like you got to be circumcised before you be you can have salvation. You've got to do this for that. You know all these things. You got to. They were, I'm going to put it, there's a spirit, you know, there are, a lot of, there are several types of fear spirits. I don't talk about demons too often because it kind of upsets some people. But there is one that, um, and most people miss it, but people become very, um, that's the word I want to use, superstitious. Or they become very fearful if you don't do this this way or that that way. I mean, how many of you have ever seen a person go touch something four times or what, whatever? That's a spirit of fear. And there are people that have that. And a lot of people that think they are casting out demons, they miss that one a lot. They, they think there's maybe one fear spirit, but guess what? A person can have more than one. If a person is really bound in fear, there's more than one in there. You better have the gift of the Spirit operating in you to know what you're doing because if someone casts out demons, and I've had many people, oh, I had them all cast out. No, you didn't. So these people were bound. And a lot of people, you know, they like to call that a religious spirit. It's fear, usually, because they're bound. If I don't do this this way, if I don't do this that way, then... And so the, these people were... Like he said, oh, you evil Galatians, I mean, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you not to believe the truth, to keep going back to the law, to keep checking out these things. Thank you, dear. They had a religion of, of flesh that compromised the spirit. Oh, boy. A oh different boy. type of gospel, falling from grace and depending on works of the flesh. How to today, believers fall into traps of deception because of false pride and not adhering to the word. So that's what Galatians, uh, synopsis of Galatians. And then we have the book of Ephesians. This is one of the, uh, of the five books that uh, was written um, by Paul from prison. You want to close it here? Oh, okay. okay. We are right there on the note. Okay. Well, then we'll pick up Ephesians next week. Praise God. Oh, uh, and to, I said I would clarify something last week because we were talking about, <laughs> see, everybody, ha, ah, they remember now. Um, the naked people. They were naked people, <laughs> too naked. brought up so I have to I said I'd give you the answer to it uh, the first one was Isaiah in chapter 20 verse 2 and 3 uh, Isaiah goes about naked for three days three weeks three months no it's three years we had a suntan <laughs> And the other individual, uh, it doesn't say he, he was naked, but he said he would do it. And that's Micah, chapter 1, verse 8. I will go out naked. Why, this was just to show the shamelessness of Israel. Both of them were showing the shamelessness of Israel before God. I'm not going out naked. I can tell you that right now. Praise God. Okay. Some people just look bad in a bathing suit. <laughs> okay, we'll pick up with the book of Ephesians next week. You've got your Old Testament uh, goodie. Who's the, I'll ask one question. Who was the, uh, what was the shortest book in the Old Testament? Oh, come on now. It's one of the last ones. Philemon and Titus is, are not in the Old Testament. <laughs> Obadiah. Okay. It's all stand. 
You got your laugh for today. Have you two been prayed over? Okay. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks that as we look to your word, Father God, we find it to be exciting, and Father God, it's challenging to us to come up to maturity and not be foolish in our thought pattern. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks that your Holy Spirit will stir up, Father God, fire in our bones to do that which you've called us to do, that we have a purpose, not just hearing the word, but the purpose of doing the word, sharing the word, and giving forth the word to be a blessing to those outside the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. All right. Okay.